and welcome to this month's episode of Accommodation Matters, where we talk about the issues that matter for student accommodation. I'm Jenny Shaw, I'm the HE External Engagement Director for Unite Students, and I'm standing in today for our regular host, Darren Ellis, who's not well at the moment, so get well soon, Darren. Today, we're going to be discussing a topic that's, that's very close to my heart. It's the role that parents play in their children's higher education experience. And our first guest today is Dr. Dominique Thompson, student mental health expert and award-winning GP. Welcome to the show, Dom. Oh, thank you very much, Jenny. Nice to be here. And we're also joined by Vicky Johnson, who leads residential services at Leeds Beckett University. Welcome, Vicky. Thank you very much, Jenny. We have as well Louise Benner, who is the Chief Marketing Officer for Student Crowd, which uses review data to help students make decisions. It's great to have you here, Louise. Thank you. It's great to be here. And our final guest is Vic Simmons from the strategy team at Unite Students. Thanks for having me. It's uh, great to be around uh, such brilliant people today. Brilliant. I agree with that. It's very great to have you all with us. So over the past few episodes, we've had a, a little bit of insight into this topic, which is the role that parents play in their children's university decisions and experience. And this month, we're taking a deep dive. So we want to find out more about this trend what it means for higher education, and especially what it means for student accommodation. So just to set the scene, Dom, can I ask you, what role were parents playing in higher education, say 20 years ago? Was there a lot of involvement then? And how have things changed? Thank you. Um, I would say that there was significantly less direct involvement. If we think back to an open day in the year 2000, you would hardly have seen any parents visiting the campuses and the accommodation blocks and so on at that time. It just gives us quite a clear illustration if we now, you know, visualise one of our open days in normal circumstances, of course, and how many parents and carers are, you know, visiting, exploring, looking at the labs, looking at the lecture theatres, all sorts of things. We've seen this huge shift in how involved parents are and how much they want to be involved in their young person's decisions about where to go to uni and even actually what to study, where to live, that sort of thing. Building on that, Lou, do you have some data, I think, don't you, about the extent of parental involvement? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, of course. So we were also really interested throughout the pandemic to see if there had been a difference in parent involvement. So we ran a survey through Student Crowd. It was conducted across students um, researching where to go, current students and parents. But looking at the parent involvement, the key theme is that 75% of parents believe that they influence their child's decisions about where to study and live at university. And then of those, 34% of parents felt that they significantly influenced decisions. So in general, we're seeing that parents believe their role to be giving advice. But the areas that the parents expect to have a significant influence on are choosing the right course and the right university. But additionally, choosing the right accommodation and in particular, the right location. That's really interesting data, isn't it? be interesting to know how students themselves see it, if they uh, recognise that influence or if, if they feel that, that they're a bit more autonomous. So when we ask students in our survey, what is influencing your choice to study at home or away from home? The answer is no, there were no students that recognised parents as an influence when deciding whether to study at home or away from home. That is really interesting. 
because that that's different from what parents think isn't it yeah it's completely different I recall one student saying oh my parents really did influence where I lived because I needed to be right next door to campus or they knew I wouldn't get up in the morning for early lectures (laughs) so there's some detail in there but overall there was recognition of parents but not to a strong degree that is very interesting Um, Vicky, can I come to you now? Can I ask, in your experience at Leeds Beckett University, have you seen parents becoming more involved in university choice and accommodation choice in particular? We've always seen parents and guardians involved to a degree, but what we are seeing, exactly what you're describing there, that at an open day, we will see a heavy presence from parents and lots of questions coming through from parents as well. But I think quite interestingly, what we are seeing is less students seeking student accommodation. Um, And we've got some research that supports that parents are more involved in that decision-making process. And they are quite indifferent to whether students do choose to live within a particular accommodation site or whether they choose to commute from home as well. So we're seeing quite a big change in that particular trend. And parents do appear to be having influence on the students in those decisions that they're making. That's really interesting to see that that changing over time. I'm wondering if there are any differences you can see between the behaviour of parents who themselves have gone to university and those who haven't, so their their children are the first in family. Do you see any differences there? This is a really interesting and quite a difficult question as well, because we wouldn't Mm. necessarily hold the data that would confirm the status of a group of students, a particular applicant or students. Um, What we do see, though, is some parents um, seeking accommodation will be really open that this is the first experience of anybody in their family coming to university. And typically what we all see from them is that they're looking for assurance. They're looking to provide reassurance and guidance to support their son or their daughter through the university process. Equally, though, what we will see are parents who have had some experience in the sector, but they may have quite a fixed view as well about what that experience will be like. And obviously, no two institutions are the same. So although there is quite a structured approach to the application process, each institution does have its own unique process applying for accommodation. Interestingly, what we are required to do in those instances is provide guidance and support, but in quite a different way. Yes, and it's really interesting, actually, what you say about what parents are looking for might be different to what the the students are looking for. I remember Mm -hmm. someone saying to me not that long ago, you know, the parents will often come and say, oh, you want to find the student union bar? That's going to be the best place. And and the the kids are a bit less interested in that. (laughs) Coming to you, Vic, what changes have you seen over the time you've been with Unite in terms of the role that parents play? Yeah, so so firstly, it's really important just to remember, as we do, that that parents have played a huge role in in getting these students to, to where they are today. They've been their their sponsor, their coach, their critic, um, their life administrator. So so they really are invested in getting the best deal, the best opportunities. I'm really lucky. I've been part of Unite's 30-year history um, for almost half of it, so so 15 years. And I've seen many uh, of these special moments that these parents play, and, and some quite simply have never changed. So over arrival weekends, we see parents filling freezers with labelled Tupperware food parcels arriving throughout the year, parents staying behind to make sure the life admin is absolutely sorted before they leave. Uh, And they play such an important role in helping them feel settled and starting to create that new home. 
but also they they ask those questions on open days that students rarely even think to ask, such as where's the laundry, where's the nearest GP, and over arrivals and into into the few weeks as they start to settle in. Again, parents maintain that 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 responsibility, that worry. We see an increase of welfare checks, checking in on those students to see how they're getting on. And although we've never been able to confirm that they actually, you know, are in occupation and they are here, we always do encourage those students to get in touch, but always realising that they've just started on that really exciting new adventure. But we also see a really exciting connection after the first term where parents come back to, to pick those students up. We see that relationship just grow again where parents can see the resilience that those students have in starting that independent transition. There really is something, isn't there, about working in student accommodation. You just get to see those little details of people's lives and it's, it's such an insight, isn't it, to the student experience. Dom, I want to come back to you just, just to ask you, how much do you think the pandemic has had an impact on the role that parents play? Are we seeing a, a continuation of an ongoing trend or have we seen you know, something quite radically different? I mean, it's an interesting question because we're only just going to be seeing it at the moment, how having their their young person back at home for a long time perhaps will have made them perhaps feel closer or more involved and more invested as we just heard. I guess what concerns me is that when we talk about and recognise the fact that obviously parents are very invested in their child's life and you know they want them to make the right decisions and do the right things and study the right course. You see, I've seen the other side of it with the young person sitting in front of me in my GP clinic saying, I'm so unhappy. I don't want to be here. I don't want to study this course. I don't want to be in this city or location or whatever. You know, they've often been very influenced by family, by sort of uh, carers, by the people around them to make those decisions. Whilst I know that it always comes from a really well-meaning place, it's possible that we're forgetting that our, you know, our main role as parents is actually to let the young person survive and thrive independently. (laughs) So making Mm. their own decisions and even if it isn't the one that we might have chosen for them, maybe that's what we sometimes have to do is is let them make those decisions and and guide. So what I think will have happened with the pandemic is perhaps with enhanced (laughs) involvement and investment from, you know, helping them through their A-levels and the parents, again, really want the best, but it is so important to take that step back and let them make their decisions, live their life be their coach rather than the person sort of doing it for them. Yeah, I think it's really important, isn't it, to look at that other side of the coin around parental involvement. And I think probably as well worth saying at this point, we we do recognise there are students who don't have that parental support. And actually, that's something we'll be talking about next month. In the meantime, Louise, can I come back to you? Because I understand that Student Crowd has picked up on some interesting trends about parent involvement during COVID. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, of course. It actually really impacts that student awareness of influence because I can share with you now the differences in concerns from a parent to a potential student. But ultimately, if we look at the usage on Student Crowd, 2015 to 2019, approximately 5% of our users were parents. Now, in 2020, this jumped to 15%, and to date, it remains at this level. So it does indicate that this is part of a longer term shift. 
the biggest concern with parents is the safety and accommodation. Of course, mm. unsurprisingly, what we've seen during a, a pandemic is what we would expect COVID is described as a concern. And so is the standard of teaching that their child will receive. We see uh, online teaching, online campus and loneliness talked about as concerns. Parents are asking the key questions. What support is available? What safety or security measures are in place? What is a university's approach to teaching? If we then compare this to a student's concern, accommodation is the dominant concern, and that includes finding it, getting it and paying for it. But where the parents are worrying about safety, students are often worrying about if they can find somewhere to live and the social aspects of that. So this is followed by getting an offer teaching quality and again crucially whether they will fit in including finding friends what will life really be like yeah thank you louise it's really interesting uh, what you said about that that concern about fitting in because we certainly saw that in some of our insight as well um but moving on to a, a different topic in the past decade there's been an increasing focus on student well-being and that's brought with it some questions about how and when parents should be involved in conversations with the university or the accommodation provider about their child's well-being, which is a a very specific issue. And just on the day of recording, um, we have seen an article as well in the Times about that. So it's it's very topical. Vicky, if I can turn to you now, what are some of the key considerations about involving parents in, in student well-being issues while they're at university? I think one of the key considerations for the majority of students who we see um, living with us, they are over 18. And obviously, we have got to respect the confidentiality. So it's very, very difficult for us to provide information without the permission or consent of the student. And I think, as we've said before, this is almost a year of transition from the majority of of children living at home and, and moving towards living independently. So it's a really, really fine line about when a parent should be involved and actually when a student needs to independently resolve a particular well-being issue for themselves. One of the key factors that we try to do is to take a proactive approach to working with students to support them and to educate them, to enable them to be able to look after themselves and look after their own well-being, but to understand where the various support channels are available for them to go to if they need support. Yeah, it can be a very difficult decision sometimes, can't it? Uh, Lots of considerations there. Vic, can I bring you in on this as well? Because you must have come across this many times over your time with Unite. Yes, yeah, it it is a really fine line um, on where parents get involved. And you want them to be involved because ultimately um, they are the people that have helped these students get to where they are. But we did some research uh, and a big part of that research and the finds we had is the students that enter our buildings are really resilient. They're ready for this independent journey, but it's the worry and the concern of the parents of, of just not knowing that that resilience is there. Yeah. And of course, it's that ability to opt out as well, isn't it? Mm. If they, I mean, some students for very good reasons don't want their parents involved. And there's there's always that need to to be able to opt out of the parents being contacted in any way. Lots to explore there. I feel like we could have a whole podcast on that, but I, I'm going to move us on um, and I'm going to stay with you, Vic. 
we have recently at Unite Students done some research into the experience of parents when their young people go away to university, empty nest syndrome, essentially. Can you tell us a bit more about what was found there? Because there were some quite startling results, weren't there? Yeah, yeah, they really were. I, I find it incredibly interesting. Um, we asked a thousand parents about this this empty nest syndrome um, and 98% said that they felt some sort of extreme grief. And one thing that really stood out for me was was actually it was the fathers that felt the most extreme grief. For us, that's a really interesting one to not only in unite students, but, but more as a society is, you know, how, how do fathers cope with, with this extreme grief? And why is it on, on the father's side? And that for me was a really, really interesting one. But but the idea of this extreme grief on this empty nest syndrome for me really isn't a surprise. As I said, I, I've been a part of, of these arrival weekends, which I must say is an, is an absolute privilege to be a part of. But we do see in these moments families, mums, dads, siblings, seeing their family unit start a completely new direction for the first time. And I've hugged many, many families over the years as, as they've left our buildings and then also shed a tear or two with them as they all to collectively face that that new chapter together as a family and that the research showed that that this grief showed physically so um, through sleeplessness concerns also about their marriage how how would it survive but it's for us to to really demonstrate to those parents the resilience and the independence and also the cool new adventure these these students are about to embark on yeah absolutely and and I think I think it was quite an important piece of research actually for anyone working in the student accommodation sector it certainly was an eye-opener for me and and just to understand the strength of those emotions at that point of of parting and in the days following I think it's easy to underestimate that even if you're a parent yourself I think you maybe assume that everyone else is going to be all right with it but uh, sounds like no one's okay with it I'm going to come back to you, Don, because you were kind enough to to have some inputs into when we, we wrote up the research and shared your clinical insights into empty nest syndrome. You've also co-written a book for parents called How to Grow a Grown-Up, which I think is a great title. Um, and you've got a, a Facebook group as well for parents. So you're, you're speaking to students, you're interacting with them on a, a regular basis. How did the survey findings chime in with what you'd been hearing? Was it a surprise to you or, or was it what you expected? I wasn't surprised to hear that a lot of parents feel it is a bit like a bereavement when their young person leaves home and goes off to university. I think we were all quite shocked by just how high those numbers were. But that's partly why I was so pleased to be able to contribute and help write this kind of guide for parents on empty nest syndrome and how to look after themselves and take care of their own well-being. Because, you know, it is an upheaval and it can be stressful in lots of different ways for different people. Everybody responds differently and worries about their child, depending on that child's needs. So the research was absolutely fascinating. And I think when I then looked at and spoke to and uh, communicated with the people in my growing a grown up community on Facebook, I had people responding really passionately, even some whose little ones, they're just still in the early years of senior school saying, I'm already dreading this. Um, you know, I know it's coming. And so it just made me realise how much we actually do need to talk about it. It shouldn't be stigmatised. And we do need to think about what we can do to help not just the transition of students, but, you know, the transition for the parents. And is this a societal change? Because it feels like that has changed quite a lot in the last maybe 20, 30 years. 
Yes, I think that ties in with the whole shift towards parents being more involved, both in their school lives and then their lives at university. I mean, there's even research that shows that parents are now going to their graduate offsprings interviews with Ernst and Young or, you know, places like that. Uh, I just pick a, an example of a big company where it would be a bit surprising to see the parents sitting in the waiting room with their young person about to go in for an interview, but it's happening. I do think we have to consider how we support young people, but perhaps look and think about where that boundary is before we become mm. too involved. It really is interesting, isn't it? Because I, I think like most people, I I feel quite surprised and shocked that someone would go to their yeah. interview. But then again, it was only maybe 15 years ago, I remember when I was working in a university, a colleague saying to me, incredulous that a parent had rung up to find out where their daughter was uh, when they were on campus because it was an unheard of thing then. So I That's guess things right. just changed, don't they? Yeah. Vicky, I'd like to come back to you. Clearly, there's a lot going on. Um, what kind of resources and information does your university provide to parents? Obviously, we did touch on the open days and the applicant days earlier. Clearly, that's an opportunity for parents to ask questions of either the academic area, student support areas, student accommodation. Um, mm. So they are really important to us. But equally, we have produced a, a magazine and there's an online version as well that is specifically designed for parents that really just works through the steps that are required when a student is coming to university. Um, equally, there are a number of points across the university where parents could get in touch if they did have concerns about a student once a student has arrived. Um, now, obviously, we're unable to provide detail about a particular student or, or their specific case, but there are people available who can provide guidance and advice to a parent as well, particularly in student accommodation. In the, in the early days when students are just arriving, we will see an increase in calls. Yeah, so quite a lot available there for parents. And again, that's something I think that's changed quite a lot, hasn't it, in the, the last few years? Yeah, I think it has. Um, and I think as well as part of the applicant processes at the moment or, or the participation in open days, we do collate data from parents. So we have got that ability to be able to connect with parents as and when we need to do that. Um, obviously, through the pandemic, that was quite a different period for everybody. But we did hold a number of sessions for parents to attend if parents had concerns for us to listen to what their concerns were and obviously address them and to provide reassurance in some instances as well and they were quite successful. That's great to hear. Vic I'm going to come back to you because um, again parents quite a new group of stakeholders for the, the private accommodation sector. Could you say a little bit more about how Unite students are engaging with parents? So firstly, through the research that we've done, we've created uh, a guide to help parents and families really prepare for that, that empty nest. But also more locally, um, we do recognise that important role parents play. So we, we really do put ourselves in their shoes, answering the questions they haven't asked, but also making sure that they're reassured throughout that journey. And some of the key things that, that are the most common are, you know, what if their, their child loses their key? What if they can't get hold of them? Where's the nearest supermarket GP? They just really want that reassurance that the things that perhaps they took care of um, is going to be looked after. We're really here to make sure that they know they're in great hands and that we are here to help. 
and trying to turn it into a celebration of the next chapter that student is going on. And we do that reassurance piece, showing what we offer. So, so we have a welfare leads and welfare managers across our cities train people to, to help with their students when in need. And that hopefully reassures the parents that perhaps they don't need to, to take that such a heavy role. But also the, the relationships we have with our university partners is another reassuring piece that we are all on the same page in supporting that student in that journey. I, I love that idea of it being a celebration of the new chapter, but I'm also struck by how often you use the word reassuring. And I think that, <laughs> yes. that probably plays back, doesn't it, to the, the findings of the research about how much emotion there is there and how much grief mm. there is in, in that change. It really is, Jenny. And, and you see it over arrivals weekend. We, we've kind of coined the phrase nervous, excited, and it's yeah. the students and the parents. that They're really excited and proud that the students, their child has got to this point. They're incredibly nervous about what it means. Um, you know, I hope that when my children, if they do go to university, I must admit I'm dreading it as well, nestled in primary school, that I, I have that face of reassurance available to me when I drop them off. I'm sure it's something that everyone working in student accommodation is going to recognise now. You know, this is where we are. This is how we work now. Louise, I'm going to come back to you because we've heard about how the parents' role has developed and shifted over the last 10 years. As our data guru today, I'm going to ask you to speculate on the basis of the data you've seen as to how that might further change in the coming years. And we understand that uh, being a futurist uh, is, is never easy, but is there anything that you, you might want to speculate on here? I think that our user journey with parents is probably the biggest data indicator that they're more involved than before. I expect when we redo that for the last academic year, we'll see that increasing again. And I totally understand why everything that's been discussed is resonating with me. My son's only 13, but I will have you all on speed dial so that I can get coached through it. It is such an emotive subject as a parent to say goodbye and, and let go. And you can imagine for international students, you'd read every review, you do all your research before choosing where to, to study and where to live. In summary, what I'm saying is I think that we will continue to see parents more and more involved and I think that for a university or accommodation provider engaging with them at the beginning of that journey is what's really important and that's really hard because actually the challenge especially in accommodation providers is that's such a short-term relationship it's one to two years well if you get all three years then you're really winning but the engagement needs to be really quick and trustworthy and what I think what parents want is to get to know a company they want to build trust they want to understand their promises and their values and then they want to see that that company has or that university has kept those promises and those values I think it's recognizing that parents are no longer a support they are strong influences and we're watching parents behavior shift from just a supporting role they're now active in all markets as strong influences that that's so interesting and I think if, if what you're saying is that trust is going to be the currency in the future in terms of student accommodation, I can see that driving a lot of really positive change within the sector. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's finding the channels that a parent will connect with. And because it's a short term relationship that you're building, a short journey to win over students and family at the best of times. We're coming towards the end now, but before we do finish, I've got one last question, which I'm going to ask to each of you in turn. And it's this, if you could share one piece of advice or insight with parents of students who are going to be going to university next September, 
what would that be? And can I start with you, Vicky? My advice to a parent who was starting next September would be encourage your son or your daughter to ask the questions themselves. If they've got a, a query, a concern or a worry, encourage your son or daughter to raise that concern themselves. Really good advice. Thank you. Dom, can I come to you next? Yes, thank you. I think I would say that as a parent, it's absolutely brilliant if you can be interested and engaged in what your young person is looking at and considering in terms of, you know, a very exciting time of their life. But to try and let them lead on the decision making, try and let them be the person who says, okay, I am going to go and do that course at that university and that's where I want to live. I think it's such an important thing for a young person going off to university to feel really connected with the decisions. You know, you as the parent, you can sit back and you'd be proud that what they're achieving and what they're doing and that you've raised them to be able to be this person who can make their own decisions and go off and lead their life. That's great advice. And I can imagine that that might reduce people wanting to drop out because they've not owned that decision. That's what I would hope. Brilliant. Thank you. Vic, how about you? Going to university is a great opportunity to transition into independent life in in almost like a softer way. So what I would say to parents is embrace it, let them have fun and remember to ask the boring questions. (laughs) someone's got to right someone's got to (laughs) (laughs) brilliant and finally Louise I think that my advice would be to start that journey together if you're going to be involved as parents then researching from the beginning and trusted resources and to make a connected decision together That's great. Thank you. Some great pieces of advice there. I've written all those down for when my oldest goes to university in two years time so thank you I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today, but thank you to our guests for your time and for sharing your expertise. It's been great to have you on and it's been great to find out more about the role of an increasingly relevant audience for student accommodation, which is parents. And thank you to you, our listeners, for joining us once again. Don't forget to subscribe on your preferred podcast app or streaming platform so that you never miss an episode. And you can also follow Unite Students on LinkedIn for updates on our latest higher education insights. Do join us again next month for a very special episode celebrating 10 years of the Unite Foundation. And this time, it's the students who are in charge of the episode. We'll see you then.